When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast, where we talk real life, real drama, in real time. I'm Katie. And I'm Marie. Hi! Hello! And today, this week, we have a very, very special guest. Very special. Most listeners might know him as himself. Uh, (laughs) Most listeners might know him as the guy who runs everything at Geekscape, uh, ins and outs. He is the most amazing podcaster and has a billion shows. Please, everyone, welcome Matt Kelly. Y'all ready for this? All right. I'm so excited to be on like a real episode because I think the last time I was on, I was just watching Twilight Zone episodes on YouTube and y'all joined in and we recorded it and released it as an episode. And I think a lot of context was lost on people listening. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> you know what? But uh, I just got to say thank you to our listeners because they, some of them stuck through as far as I can tell. <laughs> a lot said that they listened to it. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I appreciate when people do that because we sometimes have very odd audio, audio content. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's something. It's <laughs> very special. It's something indeed. Um, how's everybody's week going? How's everybody doing? Um, so, so far today has had some nice highs and some concerning potential lows. All right. Oh, so, oh. so I'll start with the high. Okay. <laughs> uh, I won, Get high, I won two tickets to a very private Green Day concert in New York today. <gasps> Whoa, <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, that, that is so is cool. Uh, I'm going to say a, a word, and uh, I think at least one, if not both of you, will make a noise. But uh, my girlfriend um, suggested <gasps> that I uh, apply. Yeah, I, I knew this. I, I knew I, this was actually going to be my like gotcha question. <laughs> was going to be like, so no. what's with this girlfriend? But we're going to keep. keep yes, going. my my girlfriend. Green Day's her favorite band. Um, and she sent me a link. It was like a serious XM giveaway contest. And it was like, all you had to do was like enter in your email address. And they were going to draw like 500 names for this like concert in a small venue in New York City to like be the audience there. And uh, she applied and I applied. She did not get her name drawn, but I did. It comes with two tickets. 
So uh, we are, yeah, <laughs> we are, we're probably going to go to that next week, uh, or I guess by the time this comes out this week. Uh, so I'm very Heck. excited for that. Um, now the flip side <laughs> is uh, my dad has hit his retirement age, which means that he is a full blown Costco member and just goes like all day, every day, wanders <laughs> to hang out. Yeah, just he's he's got to see what's there. And he got me hooked on this pretty delicious thing from Costco that was like designed as like a keto meal. That which one? it was okay. three cheese stuffed chicken wrapped in bacon. Um, that's, that's <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. The fat content yeah. on that. Yeah. So he got me, he got me hooked on these very things. Cute. And the other day, he messaged cute. me and he was like, "Hey, I've got some over. Like, I have more than I can possibly eat of this chicken. Do you want it?" And I said, "Of course." So I took it home. I put it in my freezer. And tonight I made one, and it tasted really off. So I texted my dad uh, and I said. Hey, when did How you when did you buy that chicken? He goes, no clue. I just remembered that you liked it, so I had extra that I found yeah. in the freezer. So I don't know how old this chicken cheese oh. bacon combo that I just had was, and I guess I'll find out tomorrow when I see how I feel all day. Oh, You'll probably God. find out in at least three hours. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what what was your first indication? Was it the flavor, the texture? Flavor? It, and how it far did you taste it off? So like, here's... Here's the situation. I haven't had this for close to a year, probably. It's been a, a hot minute since I've had them. So uh, yeah. it takes like 40 minutes to make. And Homeboy was like hungry in the meantime. So I was like, well, I'm going to microwave something while these are in the toaster oven. <laughs> and I, of course. And of course. I uh, made some uh, like a baked potato thing in the microwave. And I had like the salt and the seasoning all over the plate that I put the chicken on. So the first couple bites, I was like, oh, maybe... Maybe some of the seasoning is on this plate and it's like mixing it. It's not tasting quite the way I remembered. Okay. And then like I finished the first of the two chickens because it's two chickens in a pack. I was oh. like, maybe I didn't leave it in the toaster oven long enough. So I put it in the microwave for like another 30 seconds just to like make sure that that was the situation. And it was within like the, the first or second bite of that second one where I'm like, nothing is making this taste right to me. Uh, it was mostly oh, flavor based. No. And that's when I finally was like, hey, dad, when when did you buy these these chicken meals that you gave? Me? Yeah, <laughs> Matt, you were teaching me a very important lesson right now. because <laughs> If you're hungry enough, you'll just justify free... anything. You're like, well, here's the thing. Yeah. I actually, here's the thing. This is news to me because I, you know, when it says best buy, yeah. use or freeze buy. So I just, I've always thought if you throw it in the freezer, you could take it out a year later well, and it's still That good. was the other thing. Like, this, that's the this meal started <laughs> because I wanted to make a big ass bowl of Kraft mac and cheese for myself. Yeah. And then I looked quality. at the box of the Kraft mac and cheese because I guess in my brain I was like, this is non-perishable like anything else that you would put in a bomb shelter. But it said best used <laughs> by January 2nd, 2022. And I'm like, ooh, this is two years past that date. Uh, so I did some Googling and it was like, you'll be fine, but the cheese powder is probably going to not be great. And I was like, well, why would I make Kraft mac and cheese if not for the cheese powder? The cheese, <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. I, I tossed out whatever old mac and cheese i had sitting on this because when you're a poor Listen. when you're a poor freelance person mm -hmm. and you're walking through mm -hmm. the aisle at giant and you see 10 mac and cheese boxes for ten dollars you're just like yes i can load up on this 
whenever I need it, I'll get it. It never in my head. I was like, it never goes bad because I've never in my life had mac and cheese past its expiration date. Right. And why, why would you? Yeah. But as someone who has been very poor and have given myself a lot of food poisoning, um, <laughs> yeah, those, I, a lot, like a lot, a, like I eat things well like people tell you, they are actual pieces of good advice. Man, I, when I was out here in my early twenties, I scrapped, I would take home crafty, like big things of crafty. And then I would invite friends over and be like, Hey, come eat some of this. Uh, I, I literally, I used to work for an office and for their Christmas party, I, I, one brought a friend and two brought Ziploc baggies in my purse and gave them to my friend who was my date for the night. And we loaded up the Ziploc baggies with food from the Christmas party. Hey, look, it's tough in those streets. That's, 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 you do what you gotta do. Because look, you don't want to take home Tupperware because then you get caught in like the weird world of like when and how yeah. do I return the Tupperware? Um, oh. Especially in LA, at least like when I have we my did. friends over here, like any Tupperware drop off is like a five minute drive from my home. Anywhere mm. that you need to go in Los Angeles, there is no such thing as a five minute drop off. Oh, it's it's unless they live in the I same apartment like complex I, as you. <laughs> like, <laughs> even honestly, <laughs> honestly, like if I bring Tupperware over to somebody's place and I don't live in their city or they're just it's, like it's your, it's if it's more than a fifteen now. minute drive, yeah. it's theirs. Like <laughs> have it. I, I can get more at Target or something. Yeah. <laughs> and the same on the reverse for yeah. me. I'm keeping yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So wait, how big were these chicken cheese? Also, yeah. I gotta look this like up. A, like this about is. a fist, like a fist, like a fist. Size? So like a breast. Yeah. Oh, it was a stuffed yeah. breast wrapped in bacon. Oh, yeah. Three cheese. That sounds amazing. Chicken See, and this is the this is the what you get for making like New Year's Eve resolutions, right? Because I was like, I'm not gonna yeah. eat DoorDash all the time, and like, so I'm trying to work my Good way call. through what's been sitting in my fridge. To not just have like two double cheeseburgers and a large fry just delivered to my doorstep the way I right. the way I like it. So I've I know it's the nicest. I had to stop myself today because so Mark has jury duty today and he was downtown and I told him, Oh, there's this great burger place, you should go over there. He's like, Oh, a burger. I really want a burger. And I was like, I really want a burger. <laughs> and I, was like, I could door dash it. And I was like, Kate, you made yourself soup. Yep. You're gonna eat the soup. I, so I eat soup while he had a burger. I mean, I've been on a real man. I'm about to sound eighty. I'm on a real chicken broth kick lately, and um, for one dollar, it was like a pack of like, it was like chicken broth senka. You know what I mean? Like it was just like a little pack oh. that you pour into a cup, and you just pour sure. the hot water over top of it, and like boom, you've got instant uh, chicken, chicken broth. broth. Man, I've been rocking yeah. through these packets. It's like eat the ten packets you, a box, and it's filling. You can also make you can also make that like if you get a, if you have your dad get a Costco. Yeah, get me get me chicken. like a year old Costco chicken and yeah, a year old rotisserie chicken. That'll be perfect. The smell. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but you just gotta plop that like those bones into water for like twenty four hours, and then boom, you've got chicken broth. Love that. Love it. Well, good to know. Yeah. Um, I yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. It's weird. I'm trying. I'm doing really well on like my very simplistic 
<laughs> resolutions, honestly, which was just like good. It was literally just like be an adult. <laughs> like, like, it's like <laughs> it was like I'm almost forty. Like maybe act a little bit like <laughs> like that that like a thing, um, which like includes simple things like flossing every night not just like on the nights that i remember to and like just like these tiny but i've for you know we're at 10 days it's been 10 days of every single night like a nice like good healthy five to six minute floss brush teeth listerine like really take care of those and then i do like 10 sit-ups 10 push-ups and 10 jumping jacks before bed to like tire myself out before I, I put myself to bed and you know, I'm not eating any Dude, food that's, that that's fighting anything, but it makes me feel better right. about me. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's half the battle. <laughs> I love hey, it. You, you're looking great. Like I, you have been oh, looking great for the last couple the of internet. years. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> called, are you familiar with the thing that we used to call the MySpace angles? Um, because... <laughs> <laughs> the down, <laughs> the down angle. Yes. I am very familiar. Why do you think my camera is so high? <laughs> um, but that's awesome. So apart from like eating food in your kitchen and whatnot and, uh, and doing these workouts before bed, are there any other other resolutions that you have for this year? Not really. Like I, I don't believe in resolutions. Honestly, I just think of like goals. <laughs> like it's like, I have goals yeah. and like one of them, mm-hmm. I got Goodreads and my goal is to read a book a week. And I'm Whoa, actually ahead of nice. that goal. I've read three books so far since the new year started. So that's, Dang. but I'm also like on a big YA kick and like, I can rock through a YA novel in like three days, like easily. Sure. Like, but what YA ones are you reading? Um, you just posted about one. Yeah. Uh, Imogen, obviously for some reason, homeboy can't get enough of queer teenagers discovering that they're gay. Like that is like the very okay. specific brand that. of book that I am like really rocking through these days. That's amazing. Um, but part of it's because right. actually he would be a great guest for you guys. Uh, but my friend, Eric J Brown, um, I'm sure Katie remembers Eric J Brown when he was on Geekscape, but he's got two YA yeah. novels out and a third one's on the way. Um, and there was all that's left in the world, which was about, Two uh, two queer kids finding each other in a post-pandemic uh, apocalyptic world. And then nice. his newest one is called Losing You to Find Me, which literally takes place at the after-school job that him and I worked at where we became friends. So, like, um, really cool. And, uh, you know, I'll make a I'll make a pseudo announcement on this podcast, but he also might be the host of a new YA centric podcast that I am working on getting off the ground. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Keep an eye on Geekscape, not the website, but just Geekscape socials in general. Yeah, yeah, well, (laughs) it'll be posted on places. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm doing a lot of reading. Uh, you know, there's always like the goal of like I want to do one live podcast, like a truly Good. live, like we, you know, I, I whether it's one hit thunder or horror movie night or or weird algorithm, like whatever podcast it ends up being. Like I want to be in a room of people who are there to hear a podcast <laughs> and and do like a live thing and and like let people laugh and have a good time doing that and there might be a chance for a weird algorithm um 
anybody who listens to that show, uh, there's been this ongoing storyline uh, with one of our first guests, my friend Jim, who, when he was in second grade in his computer class at school, created a text-based Weird Al arcade game that was on a floppy disk that can only be read by an Apple One. Um, oh my gosh. And after a ton of research, we actually found an a computer museum in New Jersey that is interested in us trying to get the game working on their Apple One that they have in the museum. So we're talking So we're talking about making it into like a live podcast event as well. Like, oh, we'll yes. do a live episode, we'll promote the museum and then we'll see if this thing runs on, on this computer. Cool. So I also hit up a friend of mine who's a documentary filmmaker. I'm like, hey, do you want to come down and like document it? And you know, worst case scenario, it's it's the opening of Al Capone's vault and there's just like like the game is just like long gone and there's nothing we can do about it. And then you just like had a nice spring day in Jersey. Um, but best case scenario, like we're able to get the game working and we can like turn into a little mini doc about like fandoms and like the way that people will, when they're kids, like will overly get into their fandoms and like make like a cool little doc about it. <laughs> so That's really awesome. I, you know yeah. me, I'm like spinning a thousand plates at all times. <laughs> You really are. You really are. Would you like to share with the audience just like how many podcasts you're doing at least currently right now? Okay. So <laughs> it's sighs. easiest to do it when I think of it in a calendar. So Mondays mm. is Christmas 365, the all year round Christmas podcast. Tuesdays is Alyssa Explains It All, which is a podcast I produce for my friend Alyssa Lube, who was the one of the contestants on season four of Netflix's The Circle. Um, it's been on a long hiatus, but I believe this year, uh, before my time with Gelsey Laurie will be coming back. And that is also a Tuesday show. Um, oh, great. Wednesdays is when one hit thunder comes out, which is my podcast about one hit wonders. Thursday is when horror movie night comes out, which is my comedy podcast about bad horror movies. Friday is when weird algorithm comes out, which is my podcast about weird Al. Saturdays is when all of the Patreon bonus episodes for all of my podcasts drop to the people who are paying for the Patreon. <laughs> and then Sunday is when White People Problems and OC Recap Podcast comes out, uh, where I'm watching the OC for the very first time uh, with my friend Joe Farron, who is like a lifetime OC fan. Uh, and then there's that's not including any of the shows that I'm like a hired producer for, uh, which like I, I don't talk too much about because that's... I hate to say it like this, but like, that's just work. Like that's like someone is paying me to do work for them. Um, yeah. But, that I mean, but like, that's also a big service that you provide in your own company. We know podcasting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, you do a, a phenomenal job. So that's absolutely something worth mentioning. Oh yeah. I'm just not going to shout. I feel like it. if I shout out those shows sure. and I forget one of them, then it like opens up this Pandora's box of like, why did that one get credit, but not the other ones? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, so our listeners like, are keeping track. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let's just, <laughs> I, if I also produce shows for a great many human beings and you can, uh, <laughs> you know, check those out. And you know, we know podcasting is a great place for all of that. And then, yeah, I've always got like other podcast ideas floating in my head and 
I don't know. I just, I like doing this stuff. And I'm like, you and I are working on like a project behind the scenes that I can't wait for us to launch. That's going to be more of like a video game show. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I like, I like creating things and the like, as I'm, I mean, that's what I feel like half this podcast is about people sharing this, but like the infinite possibilities of what can come from that creation. Like, you know, this YA podcast that I'm trying to get going, like it could be a total blunder and like only 20 people listen to it, but they really, really like it. Or it could just hit at that right time where like people from book talk on TikTok or like the bookstagram people find it. And then suddenly it becomes like the biggest thing I've ever worked on. And like, there's no yeah. guarantee either way. And I don't know. It's just, it's worth it's always worth trying stuff and also like not getting like pulled down by the game of numbers and like more focused on to me, am I having fun? And does it seem to be making a difference to the people who do listen? And if like the answer is yes to either one of those questions, then it's worth doing. But if it's yes to both of those questions, then like even better. Cause I don't know, like, I think about the stuff that we do with like the live stream every year on Geekscape and just how much of how much of a difference that makes. Like I try not to focus on like, did we hit our goal or didn't we hit our goal and focus more on every single year, Charlene and the rest of the people at big brothers, big sisters just tell me how much of a difference having a huge influx of donations right at the end of the year, like helps. And like, yeah. and like, that's all that matters. Like, it would be amazing if we not only hit our $2,000 goal, but like well exceeded it every single year. But, you know, that's a lot. To, $2,000 is a lot of money to get a whole bunch of strangers to donate in a single day. Definitely. <laughs> so it's. it No, it is. And it's it, it always kind of blows my mind, like when those spikes happen and. and um and well, sometimes it's because donates. of a collective mug that's being auctioned off and you know <laughs> and uh still up for grabs it seems uh, and yeah, no i did talk to the person who made that donation they're like there was a live stream i just saw that you posted about it on facebook perfect i was like great <laughs> perfect and i told her the story and she laughed she was like you can tell your friend that she does not have to send me a, a coffee send the polar <laughs> express <laughs> mug but like i know which by the way i watched the movie we gotta talk uh, about that but... i still haven't watched the movie let's talk the trailer frightens oh, no. me <laughs> it is it's a frightening movie it's a very terrifying movie i will admit like it's not a movie that i i recommend like people watch to get in the holiday spirit Ooh. it's an odd movie and it's it a little disconcerting at times. <laughs> yeah. But it's a nostalgic movie for me, which honestly just describes my family as as such where it's disconcerting at times. Um, but, so you, when did you watch it for the first time, Marie? After we talked about it. Okay. Um, yeah, I was like, I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to watch this fucking movie. Uh, I was like, you're going to sit through it. It took me a couple times. I don't know. Like, I (laughs) had to, like, it's just, like, I think the part that got to me was when, like, the kid uh, is, like, there's a kid who's, like, is separated from them all. um, And a little girl goes to talk to him and she loses her ticket. 
yeah. And then it just, it's like, I was like, oh, this is like kind of dark, but like, in a stressful. Like, yeah, stressful. It's like, it's a weird, I don't know. I just, so it took me a couple of tries to watch it, but, um, I, yeah, I shouldn't have watched it. <laughs> it was what I came out with. It just wasn't like it was not. It was waste of my time. There's a, it was a waste of no. My time. I feel like there's I and I've learned this doing like a lot of the podcasts that I do. Honestly, but sure. like there are just there are certain movies that if you didn't grow up watching it, trying to get into it in your 30s and 40s is just a fool's errand. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, it's, I, would just, I, I would have saved you know, myself some years. Yeah, I, years, like it's like why I never fault any mental stress. Yeah, it's, it's why I don't fault anybody who like watches Goonies for the first time and hates it is like, I get it because like I love that movie as a kid, but I, even when I watch it now, I'm like, this is just a lot of kids screaming all at once for like long yes, movie. Like if your person who doesn't like You're kids and you didn't grow up with this movie, I could see this that's being true. just infuriating to watch. Hey, <laughs> you guys, I love You're it. not wrong. Yeah, they fight all the time, and it's, like, it's a little bit too real. Could you imagine again a movie that I love and I will never see it for its faults? But like, do you imagine just like on a whim in your 40s deciding I'm going to give Good, Good Burger a shot and see how this whole like, yeah, it's like if you don't. <laughs> okay, I haven't watched it in in many many years, but that was that it, like Nickelodeon hit hard with all of their major properties of like TV crossing into movie or vice versa, and I just did not understand. Um, all how corny and cheesy they all <laughs> were Ooh, until watching morning. Yeah, well, but, I, like so many slide whistles. I, I had no idea. <laughs> but then there's ones that like. So the flip side is when I was a kid watching Nickelodeon, the show that I could not stand was The Adventures of Pete and Pete. And now I look at it and I'm like, this oh, is I the most it. brilliant show that Nickelodeon has ever produced. Like as an adult, I think it's even more brilliant. And now I love because of that. I also really love Snow Day because Snow Day, <laughs> like I feel like this is like an unknown fact that a lot of people know. But like Snow Day was supposed to be a Pete and Pete movie originally. It was written. To oh, be, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was written to be a Pete and Pete movie. It's from the same creative team that did Pete and Pete. And if you think about the plot beats and the characters in Snow Day, it absolutely makes sense. Like, makes sense. It's like, oh yeah, like the brother and sister relationship is literally just like Big Pete, Little Pete relationship like little girl is getting into a bunch of trouble and trying to wreak havoc while the older brother is like focused on love and relationships and like is falling in love with his best friend who happens to be a girl which was always the like pete elaine plot mm -hmm. beats and then like snowplow man seems ripped straight out of a pete and pete episode like just like <laughs> the completely unhinged adult that's way too into their like very specific niche job <laughs> like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, oh mm -hmm. my god what fun roles to play those? Oh, are. I bet. I mean, I feel like that show. Had Nickelodeon adults are like. Oh my god, they're a brand of of wacky slapstick that I'm like, I'm ready for that. I think, I think uh, the flip side is like, I really, I really, truly believe that a lot of those Nickelodeon shows that we grew up with in the '90s, um, just hold a lot. They're just of a higher caliber than the Disney original shows that were coming out sure. at the same time. 
And like Disney obviously like continued to grow and make these shows. And it's like watching. Right. I mean, it was really ABC that kind of knocked it out of the park yes. in terms of the kids shows, not necessarily the Disney. No, the Disney I also Channel... didn't have cable a good portion. of No, my, like, I, I caught up a lot of I... things in the brief free cable weekends that would happen at my house. The, oh, like... Those weekends were like <laughs> just a godsend of, <laughs> of a weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or going over to a friend's house that where their parents allowed them to watch things yes but it, it it is like i get sucked into these like really rough youtube rabbit holes where it's like huh nine hour video about the history of iCarly like i guess i'll watch this <laughs> and like i'll get sucked in but like that's not even your generation no, but that's the thing i'm like watching these iCarly videos and i'm just like this show's awful like it's like truly just like where comedy goes to die and then I think of like what I watched on Nickelodeon as a kid. I'm like, Nickelodeon had some pretty strong comedic minds working on these kids shows because like, I think I could show a nineties Nickelodeon show to an adult who grew up with it, a child in 2024 or an adult my age who did not grow up with it. And all of them would get some level of enjoyment out of it because like, it was so good at being like, a kid centric thing that was also written by adults who knew how to talk over kids heads and get jokes in specifically for the parents and the adults, which was just something that like Disney channel always was not really locked in on how to do. Well, I, I was always very impressed by all that. Yeah. Just like, sorry if I I was, if he's already mentioned that because I was no 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 I, no, I mean if no, else, yeah I, I saw you looking behind you and I was like is yeah. it okay is it Charlie what? I no I just sometimes it's I just was freaking out because it, it the, the door. door behind me it did I, swear to God, I mean on three different occasions I've thought that there's someone sitting in a chair staring at Katie based on the reflection on the TV, but I realize it's just a lamp on the table. Oh. <laughs> like, and I'm like, That's, you just freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> like, what is this insane I situation? Did, I was like, Mark did come home. I heard him come home, but I, I was like, That's I what know, I thought. Nice I was like, is Mark just watching? sitting staring at Katie? Do that would be so me, weird. Let me check this. Let me close this door because it's going to drive me mad. Like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Do mad. it. No, go for and it. And then let me check the other door while I just at it just do your thing yeah. well oh, let's <laughs> let's break for a brief intermission Pop. we're here to entertain you we'll sing your songs hey there are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. I'm totally looking at like what you wait I think you see and I'm I'm pretty sure it's a lamp now that I'm seeing because your your camera's like just blurry enough on my side that I just see like what looks like a head and some shoulders like slumped into a chair 
Well, I think it's the couch. I think it's my it's couch. It's probably. The, do you have like a like, stuffed plushie on the couch? Like, yep, right there, right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that has, yeah, that that's actually that is a white pillow right there that sometimes the cats sit on, and that's a red pillow right there. So that could totally be a face, and then <laughs> the white hair of Mark. <laughs> And then okay. there's plushies right there. I was like, from man, they have a weird marriage. Our friend Owen. <laughs> <laughs> he has to stare at me when I do yeah. podcasts. I actually require He's it. He's like, I so, need to know uh... what she's saying at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh, all right. Okay. But no, I was going to say, I agree. Like something like all that. I mean, all that gave us the longest tenured SNL cast member of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And yeah. he's yeah. incredible. He is Sometimes he's the only good part of an episode of Saturday Night Live. Still, <laughs> that's like yeah, there have been really some clunker is. weeks where, like, if not for Conan right. or Conan, if not for Keenan, Keenan, if not for Keenan, could not be different yeah, people. <laughs> if not for Keenan, it would be like an unwatchable episode of SNL, and like he'll just come in no, and say and a line true. that just I... kills me. <laughs> In his first couple of seasons, I was like, oh, yay, Keenan. I loved Keenan and Kel. I loved all that. I was so excited. And then it and then it was like, it was the generation after his, like, it, it was during the time when all of his original cast was starting to kind of leave and do their own thing that he was still around. And I was like, I don't know about this. And I wasn't huge on the what up with that sketch. I've said it many times. It just felt repetitive and not funny to me. But then it, it wasn't until I read an article just about how much of a team player Keenan Thompson is in terms mm. of right. Like he's always down to play. He's not like someone who begs for roles by any stretch of the imagination. They just know if they write a role for Keenan, he is going to commit to it as hard as possible. And I was like, I have mad respect for that yeah. because that is not something a lot of comedians, especially sketch comedians do. So, you know, he's got a good thing going and I, I can't respect him more for everything that he's done yeah and i just again like i think that in that whole realm to i don't i don't know it's just he that has to go back to like spending most of your life in front of a camera doing sketch comedy and then doing like Mm -hmm. some of my favorite stuff from nickelodeon honestly there was a very brief period where they had this channel called nickelodeon gas that was all game and sports that it was like I was in college mm. and would play old Nick shows that were all game shows. And I would stay up oh, watching reruns so of good. legends of the hidden temple and figure it out. Yep. Do you remember figure it out? I loved figure yeah. it out. And he was it, always like, on a figure really it out. great. <laughs> was he? Oh yeah, he was, was wasn't really- he? I, he, that had a really good like opening credit song too. Like I, there was something that like intrinsically in my body, I started to shake my shoulders <laughs> and I was like, figure it out. Uh, it was what I don't remember. I don't what remember the, song the was, figure it out theme honestly, but it, it was something really catchy, and I'm it's going to drive me nuts. It, I'm going to have to look it up later. It's but, also um, so so catchy. You forgot so catchy. It. Exactly. Right out the <laughs> but no, like Nickelodeon. Now that now that we're on this topic and we're talking about it within the realm of comedy as well, like man, they were doing kids sketch comedy pretty much out the gate because they had you can't do that on television, and then they had Roundhouse, and then they had all that like. They were constantly like playing with that concept. Yeah, I don't know Roundhouse. What was Roundhouse? Roundhouse was literally this like black box theater style sketch comedy show where it was just a giant open room 
And all I remember specifically about it was that one character played a dad and he was in a remote control recliner. So like this recliner would just like zoom out into the middle of the black box area to do like this scene where they're in the parents' house and he was the like disinterested dad. And then the recliner would just zoom out of the shot and then they'd be like, (laughs) all right, now we're inside school. Like everything was just like, you imagine the settings and they just like put on the show in like the giant empty emptiness of it. It was, it was part oh, of Snick. Uh. It was after Clarissa explains it all, but before Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> of course, of course. I'll have to, I'll have to watch. Uh, I imagine it's so not good. <laughs> like, okay. But, but like, I also imagine that if I rewatch some of all that, I'd kind of be like, ooh, yeah, this isn't that funny. Okay. <laughs> Fair but enough. I but I did in fact find the figure, the it, figure out it out theme, theme song, right. and it's like I don't know. Just played like a tiny clip of it. I'll try and get a little clip of it within this episode. But it's it's got a real nice funky nineties beat to it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> See. See, you're bopping your head too. Like you have to with the big head up. Well, it was such a cool concept for a show, though, because it was one of those shows where, as you're watching as a kid, you're like, I could be on here with my talent, and then you're like, not oh, really sure what your talent was, but you're like, I could do it. No, and then you would try and recreate some kind of like talent show at school or something like that, yeah. but it was really just like the lunch break <laughs> talent show. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, Nickelodeon has really done an amazing job over the years of really tapping into the tween market and in a way that I feel like not a lot of people do. And they, they have such great content. I mean, I didn't come to it until I started dating Mark, but um, Avatar The Last Airbender was such an incredible show. I'm very excited, very nervous for this show on, on Netflix, but I'm seeing a lot of great things. Um, coming out of oh. some of the promo stuff i feel that i've never watched it and i feel okay. like i feel like it's like my next thing that yeah. i need to Listen, watch i think you should honestly because ultimately significant. it's it's really it's honestly it was one of those shows that i wasn't expecting it to go as kind of deep as it did but it has really excellent writing awesome mythos um and a really fun world to dive into. And I think you would really enjoy it. The first season is very fun, very poppy, very kid-centric. Uh, second season gets a little bit darker, but like really interesting. And then the third season really knocks it out of the park and brings it home. Um, now, I will say, I've I've dunked on Disney a whole bunch throughout most of this. In Disney's On <laughs> Disney's side of things, though, I will say that some of their animation that they've been coming out in the last couple of years, I finally checked out stuff like gravity falls and owl house. And those are incredible. Like absolutely the most incredible animated shows in the last like 10 years. I, it wasn't until, so the job that Marie and I met at um, one of our salespeople was like, you, if you really love like these different properties, she's like, watch gravity falls and i couldn't have been more grateful for her to ask that because i was like oh this is not just like an ordinary sort of mystery sci-fi kids show like this actually has like anagrams and secrets and stuff that like you have to decode at the end of episodes and um and has like a very interesting through line that 
kept me going the entire time. Um, Did you watch Owl House? I, no, but everyone has recommended that to me as well. Well, so Owl House is interesting because it's actually created by, um, they're no longer dating now, but at the time, the girlfriend of Alex Hirsch, who did Gravity Falls. And oh. he's he's a main voice actor on it. And they a lot of, it has right. a lot of like crossover. But what was really interesting with Owl House, I still prefer Gravity Falls. But um, if you listen, if you're a nerd like me who listens to the commentary tracks to the DVDs that he owns, like Alex Hertz talks a lot about how he was trying really hard to get lots of representation in Gravity Falls and Disney like kept putting up walls because like there's a character in that show that I feel like is really clearly a trans character, but like it never is stated Mm. or it's never shown as such in Gravity Falls. Whereas mm. when you get to Owl House, I think because Gravity Falls was such a huge hit, they were able to throw their weight around a little bit more. And you literally have like Good. nine binary characters in this story. Okay. And it's like, oh, that's awesome that like kids will get to grow up with this show that like has non-binary characters and has like a gay love story and has like these things. And it doesn't feel it doesn't, I'm not going to lie. I thought you said nine binary characters. Nine, nine like, characters <laughs> that are very binary. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Disney. <laughs> but like, um, I, I actually very late to the party uh, just watched all of Abbott Elementary. And like, oh, okay. And like, there's that episode. It's like one of the last episodes of the most recent season when Gregory wins the Teacher of the Decade Award and it's June Diane Wright. Ra- Ra- uh, Rayfield. Rayfield, thank you. Uh, June Diane's the person giving away the awards, and after every per- every single person who wins the award is a person of ethnicity, and she makes sure to stress it a lot in her like. She's like, "That's right, this strong black man is." The teacher. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and like sometimes inclusion feels like that on like Disney stuff, but like the Owl House never does. It always. Just feels like very natural, matter of fact, like, oh, we're not trying to like check off a demographic box so that our investors are happy. It's just like, no, this is the story that I want to tell because it's that it's a by it, it's written by a bisexual woman who's like, this is my story. This is my story of my childhood done in a fantastical way. And like, Aww. I'm so on board for more of those type mm-hmm. of stories. Man, we're going all over. Can the place. I be honest? We've come a long oh, way I... from my rotted chicken story that kicked us off. <laughs> it happens. Be honest, Marie. I had to Google this because I thought you guys were talking about the cartoon Gravity Falls. Yeah, and... yeah we are. Oh, I thought you're talking not the live show. There's a live There's show a live called show. Gravity Falls. Or is this? Wait, are you sure? Are they trying... cosplaying? Did you find it a picture of people, people cosplaying? cosplaying. <laughs> well, okay, so these are the... Okay, never mind. <laughs> what? I'm so curious. I'm so no, curious. because I looked it up, and I just... So this is... I saw the cast, and I uh-huh. saw pictures of real people, and I was like, this oh. isn't the show. <laughs> oh, because you saw, like, Kristen Shaw, probably. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, you saw oh, Alex Harris, Kristen Shaw, Jason Ritter, Linda Cardellini. <laughs> I'm like, there are live people in it. Oh, I love this so much. I was like, there's a live. Okay. 
<laughs> you just saw the live cast. I was thoroughly confused. Uh, okay. Yes. No. Oh, this makes me so happy. <laughs> you can also you can watch this on Disney Plus. Also, you can watch. Uh, I I beg that you watch Avatar: The Last Airbender before you watch yes, anything yes, else. Yes, that is top yeah. priority. Um, yeah, no, I not really the movie. feel left out of like it's a. I, I, when people talk about Avatar, I just like know it's something that's people's super duper love. Like it's treasured right. show like it's culturally significant significant we even i remember we like met an avatar the last airbender at comic-con we did we did we met a really good cosplayer and i yeah. was trying i was trying to be like hey what's your name and he's like he kind of gave me the like i don't answer questions type thing and i was like oh okay i don't have to interview you and he's like no you can interview me i'm just not gonna give you my name i was like Totally cool. That is a normal human thing. Right. Yes. <laughs> good. You look good. <laughs> and he was spot on, man. Like he had the whole pose and everything. Yeah. He was great. Um, I will never get over that Comic Con photo of you with Grover. Gonzo? Um, the Gonzo what, photo? Gonzo, sorry. Oh Gonzo my God. Photo. It is, it's, it's currently, I mean, Marie doesn't call me often, you but it's Marie's photo contact of my phone. If, <laughs> she, if, yes. if she was to ever call me, it would just be that joyful Gonzo photo would pop up immediately. <laughs> oh, I was delighted. I was, I was jealous. Delighted. <laughs> it, was, it, was in, it was in that moment that I was just like, ah, oh, this is why it's so fun going to Comic-Con with people who have never been to Comic-Con. Yes. Yeah, uh, because it's like everything that brings you crazy amounts of joy and nostalgia it's all there yep. <laughs> and celebrated beautifully and that like your face lit up like i've never seen it light up before it was yeah. really cool it was fun oh man <laughs> i can't i can't believe like i had to send i already had to send an email to jonathan basically just being like hey man like we gotta start figuring out next year's Sanio comic-con because like it's crazy it sounds it's only seven months away and like it figuring it's not out, far off figuring out like who gets badges like who's staying where like who's gonna be there who's running the t- like all of that i want to ha- i want to know as far in advance as humanly possible well especially because i know getting a room is like yeah it's hard and, and expensive and like for us it's it's easier because as a vendor like you're guaranteed two room or you're guaranteed to be in the room lottery is what it's called <laughs> and and like it's it's basically like you will get sweet the yeah. deal no 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 that. but it's like as a as a vendor you will have a room but you don't have control over what room you get essentially so what will happen right. is it will just like based on like how long you've been there like been there as a vendor or whatever it'll just say like all right, you can you're allowed to get a room at this hotel and it will give you that like four or five months in advance. And then you have the choice to either accept that hotel or say like, all right, I'm going to take a second chance on people not booking rooms and see if anything better opens up. But you also run the risk of something worse opening up. So it's kind of like do what you will. We've been really lucky with like literally getting the hotel closest to the convention center the last three years. Oh, and I nice. would love if that just continued to be a thing. Cause my first couple of years, it was like a 20 minute walk from our hotel to the convention center, which 
in the morning isn't so bad, but at the end of the day, after you've been standing at the booth for like nine straight hours, mm. like walking through that yeah, crowd is it. like not what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I'm going to try and ask my father to allow me to be at his place alone. <laughs> this, <laughs> this coming, uh, cause I love him, but <laughs> I, I I want to like make some opportunity for some people if uh you know in case hotel rooms aren't working out as great uh in case sleeping on the floor Matt Kelly that's is my not sounding- that's that's a Matt Kelly call half the time because it's it's a situation of I can be in a bed shared with another human being or I can have like an air mattress on the floor all to myself I will pick air mattress by myself all the time and like a large portion of that is like for 17 years i've never shared a bed with a human being so like there's i get like self-conscious like i remember the first night there i shared a bed with derek and i think i got all of two hours of sleep because i was like sleeping like a mummy so afraid to like move or flail so i was like or kick yeah like so so hyper focused on like every movement that my body was making (laughs) That, like, I couldn't Aww. focus and sleep. And then as soon as the air mattress became an option, I could just, like, sprawl out and fall asleep. I was, like, out instantaneously. <laughs> Dude. I May I suggest a, uh, a a goal for you in your adult goals for this okay, year? let's hear it. Is to have something that you're comfortable with and not feeling like you have to do in order to make somebody else comfortable. Well, that's then, listen, that's something I put my, on you for my therapist. Didn't coming crack that code. So I don't think I can do it by myself. <laughs> Brother, you got to find that way. Well, I'm telling you, like, I mean, look, I, I think for the longest time in growing up and especially like in my twenties, a lot of stuff I had to unlearn. I had to unlearn was like, especially from Christian culture was like, I had to be of service to literally everyone. And I had to donate all of my time. I had to, I had like, I, I thought being humble was letting everyone walk all over me. Um, And steadily, especially in, as a female in comedy, you learn that that is not the way you want to live. (laughs) No, but I think the flip side actually will bring it to, to Christian growing up in Christian culture a little bit. Like, I think part of it is just like growing up in that more so that missions trip mindset of mm-hmm. like, yep. hey, like yep. you're doing this trip. Yep. You're yep. part of the part of the experiences is kind of roughing it a little bit. And it's like, I'm not sleeping on my floor. The other like <laughs> 52 <laughs> weeks of the year, like I'm sleeping in a nice comfy sure. bed and like part of it. This has always been my Comic-Con experience. So it's also kind of just one of those things of like. Hey, Comic-Con's that time where I sleep on the floor for a week because that's like mm. what happens at Comic-Con. What happens at Comic-Con stays at Comic-Con type like. Not really. No, actually. no, no, no. We take a lot of pictures <laughs> and we share it everywhere. But you know what I mean? Like it's everywhere. It's, it's that, like, even when there's a strike. <laughs> it's that high energy like, yeah, this is part of totally. the experience. And like. To me, I get that, but as as you have also self admitted, you're you're heading towards forty, and I can only no. That's the thing. That's the thing that I'm like, dude. Either your body's gonna tell you absolutely fucking not. I'm not doing this ever again, or your brain is gonna tell you that. Like at some point, there's gonna be a wall where it's like I can't take this whole like accommodating for somebody else thing. 
I'm just putting it out there. Oh, it might be a great pitch to get my dad out of the house if you want a room to yourself. No, because again, like the other <laughs> big plus, I, I appreciate it so greatly. Yeah. But again, another yeah. big another big benefit is just at the end of the show, just walking right to a hotel that has a hot a tub and a and a froyo spot. <laughs> Just grab grab some Froyo, flop on the bed, watch a couple episodes of the mole, hop into the hot tub, and then go to bed. Like it's okay. a it's Great. a it's a good life. Look, it's it's what you it's the price you pay to have the jacuzzi. <laughs> it's the, Fair the jacuzzi does a lot of work Fair on the enough. back problems that I give myself that week. That's that's usually why I bring a heating pad for my lower back <laughs> after those days. Those days are long. But we are, I am excited. This is going to be the first year we did get the official table assignment. We are going to be in small press for the first time ever at Comic-Con, which is what we wanted. Like we want it to be kind of in those smaller, more intimate tables that aren't like filled with the noise of all of these giant structures kind of blocking anyone from seeing where our table Mm -hmm. is. So that'll be sure. Yeah. Like Konami just kind of blocking the sign. Yeah. (laughs) So, and I think our neighbors are going to be my friends at uh, Troma Pictures again. So I'm like, oh my God, they're my buddies. Like I'll get to see them and their kid all week. Like I'm, I think I'm more excited for this year's Comic-Con than I've been the last couple years. Uh, Just because like, I mean, the first year back was like really weird because like the pandemic was over, but was it? And, (laughs) and like, that was the year where it was like, mask mandatory which like i am so far from an anti-mask human being but when you're in a room for 10 straight hours wearing a mask i was like i am sick like i'm like there's a table between me there's no one in this row like can i please just take this off in my little quiet mm. private un untouched booth for like two minutes and like yeah, not... and that and that that was Mark's first Comic Con too. Was yeah. the uh, like there weren't as many people as there usually are. I mean, there's still a fair amount on Saturday, but you could get um, anywhere you yeah. want it in that room very quickly, which will was never very the quickly. case prior and will probably never be the case again. But ever again, <laughs> never again. Um, and then the first year that uh, Marie went was like when things felt like it was like officially, officially back. And there was like half masks on, half masks on. But it was also like, in the middle of, of a strike, which like meant that like yeah, all of which the is also weird. opportunities was weird. Like this feels like it's going to be the first truly normal. Like I, I remember at a certain point last year kind of being like, what's the point? Like why are we like I was like kind of annoyed it was it was rough yeah i was like i don't know what's going on everyone's dropping out like (laughs) it's well and it it was weird too especially like just as like a partial actors partial news person um for geek news like there were things that i wanted to like go to like nathan pyle's uh strange world or strange planet show that was on apple tv which it was animation, but there was a big thing with Apple at the time, and I was, I had to cancel on them, and I felt really bad. But I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to risk anything. Yeah. Um, and that's what I mean. I'm yeah, excited it, for a normal year where we can like get things done, and like I don't know, just I want to have, yeah. I want it to be like a fun Comic Con. Like I I've said like in my yeah. in my perfect world, I would love a world where we had unlimited badges. <laughs> like that's true. I don't think that that world exists just yet, but like. In a perfect world, Doesn't I would love like to have like a team of people who are just outside covering like the spectacle of the outdoor portion of San Diego, mm-hmm. like going to the outdoor activations and getting all the cosplay photos and like getting that yeah. and then having a team that is like 
literally going to every single panel and like getting the scoop on like what's happening in the panels and then having like a rotating group of like really goofy fun people hanging out at the booth like drawing people's attention to what we're doing and what we're about like my dream person is to get like robert bacon to be at the table during most of comic-con do you know how many people he could just draw in by his never ending charisma i do know (laughs) in the fact that he is a giant he's so he's the tallest man in the world i thought (laughs) no and he's just the sweetest teddy bear ever um i loved getting to hang out with him in chicago for like that brief night and uh i would love for him to be in san diego um and hopefully this thing that we i think are that's where he grew up like i think that's where his family lives so i'm like come on dude is like, it really just oh. go visit your family in san diego and hang out with us absolutely <laughs> like, absolutely well my friends we're coming to the end here what's going on in your week that you're excited about anything coming up i mean the green day concert <laughs> heck yeah, that's heck yeah. What is that? uh it's yeah. it's not tomorrow but next thursday so by the time this okay. episode comes out, it'll be this Thursday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, I'm very oh, excited. Exciting. I've never seen them live. They were the band that made me love music. Uh, so I, oh, I think it's wow. I think it's going to be really, really cool to see a band that is so important to me do like a small, intimate, like almost a throwback to before they were famous size venue show, and to like see it with someone that's really special to me. Like I think it's going to be a, a really fun good time i cannot believe we did not drill him <laughs> i got you on nickelodeon <laughs> that's it that's the ticket smoke and mirrors i mean <laughs> this fucking guy <laughs> we're gonna have to bring you back you on don't, so you don't learn really... how to do podcasts without learning how to redirect conversation that you don't want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> fair enough well when you're comfortable talking about her you let us know um marie what do you got coming up this week that you're excited about um, I'm hosting trivia tomorrow night at a bar called Mother. I do that the second Thursday of every month. Um, uh, and that's about, about it. it. How was a, how was Family Affair last week? It went pretty well. It was really cute because we had um, uh, this group came in before the party. And uh, they taught themselves some line dances. So there was a big crowd already when the party started and they were all line dancing. And it was really fun just to see like, because you can apparently line dance to anything nowadays. (laughs) Sounds like it. Not just country, like hip hop and rock and their line dancing. It was so much fun. So it was, it was great. It wasn't, you know, a moneymaker, but um we were able to pay the people we needed to pay, and that, that made me happy. Yeah, that's huge. That's yeah. huge. Breaking even. Hey, we love not, it better love than it. losing money. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, well, in in brief listener news, um, we have talked my father out of the um, the, oh, the, the roast. roast. We have nice. talked him out of it. Uh, um, can I tell you we, that that conversation made me think oh maybe for my 40th we'll do a geekscape roast of matt kelly (laughs) and you know what i think you could take it because you also know the people who would do it and also no one could be meaner than jonathan when he roasts me on a daily basis so like i've already got the thick skin yeah (laughs) he also also doesn't know comedy very well but that's all (laughs) 
Is this a roast? <laughs> I mean, we could go there if we needed to, but let's uh, save ourselves yeah, some look, time. The roast always gets to retort. <laughs> like, it's true. It's true. No, I, but I, I think that would be a lovely thing for you. Um, and, and not your new uh, son who keeps, your new son-in-law who keeps writing jokes. <laughs> that i'm like mark you gotta stop uh <laughs> so everyone's excited about this but mark who is i'm sure devastated that he's wrote all these great jokes. He's, oh, no it, like cool. the the more he comes the more jokes he comes up with the more we're like glad we're not doing this <laughs> <laughs> because they are good jokes they are solid jokes they are truthful jokes uh they would not go over well but <laughs> um apart from that um, I'm very excited. I've got I've got a show tonight for Nothing Burger. We're uh, our first show back for the new year. Um, I won't be there for uh, by the time this episode comes out. The 24th will be Nothing Burger's next show. Uh, I will not be there because I will be in Monterey celebrating my dad's 70th. But before that, I'm going to a premiere of a movie that I'm in um, this weekend, and then um, a movie. I'm what doing movie? A table what read movie? for. What are you doing here? Just not saying. Eight- yeah, uh, it, casual. It, it, well, it, you know, it was like a, a thing that I, I shot for a friend. Um, it's called The Great Nick D, and it's about a guy who like came out to Hollywood to be a big actor, but then ends up becoming like a porn star and uh, reconnecting <laughs> with a with an old love. But um, I love these guys. We we did a really great movie a couple years ago called Will and Liz that you can find on Amazon Prime. Um, very sweet short film. Um, about a couple in Venice, but yeah, uh, I tend to always play the sort of goofy friend slash reporters um, on this, so I'm I'm excited to see it. Um, I'll let you know how that goes next week when we have special guest Fernando, um, which I'm very excited to have on. Um, and then apart from that, we got a lot of great guests coming up that I'm very excited for. And uh, Marie, I'm going to connect with you in a little bit just to make sure we've got that comic book artist still coming in, perhaps. Um, not yet. Not yet. Okay. We'll uh, we'll talk about that later, but that's all good. <laughs> but yeah, we have a, a really great year. A lot of fun people coming on. Um, tons of great stuff about to hit your ears so please stay tuned and remember that the universe is utter chaos so please be kind to one another marie is there anything that you want to leave the people with (laughs) did you did you want me to throw it to matt (laughs) i was gonna say send emails when you say you're gonna send an email That feels like it could be pointed at me, who I think just responded to a seven-month email to you the other yeah, day. Right? No, I. <laughs> <laughs> really? Listen, ADHD's uh, real, y'all. That's okay. And, it's okay. Yeah, no, I will. I will. Pro- I will send it after this. So. <laughs> no worries. No worries. At no, all. Kate. I want to tell you, Matt. Katie even gave me a <laughs> draft. Like, there's no reason um, I shouldn't have said that. I literally, yesterday, uh-huh. we got hit by a nor'easter here, which meant that, like, anything that was on my plans got canceled. And, like, a normal human being would be like, ooh, spooky, scary storm. <laughs> Let me just, like, 
wrap myself in a blanket, read a book, hope that the the lights don't go out and like go to bed as soon as possible. I thought, huh, why do I have 90 emails in my inbox? Let's start at the back and just respond to every single one of these so they can be funneled away into their proper folders and out of this inbox. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, that's amazing. Well, Matt, is there any advice you'd like to leave the listener with before we head out? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm always one for actual super, super sincere uh, from the heart advice, which is uh, that everybody's worthy of love and you should do the things that you love and be around people that make you feel loved. And if you are not feeling loved, you need to reevaluate who's the source of that and cut them out of your life because you are good enough. Love it. Slap that on a t-shirt and sell it at thegeekscape.net. All right, folks. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye! obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.